Another edition of the Taz Show. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this episode 600 and something, whatever that number is. I should be, I should know that number, and I don't. And if I don't blame me, I blame the team of my producers. I cannot blame myself, but I should know that uh, episode, and I don't. I will say this will be 627. Shimmy crickets. Well, welcome to the Taz Show, and welcome, most importantly, uh, to uh, my special guest. He's a, a regular here on the Taz Show from Jump Street. Uh, Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, what's up? Spooky moment, Taz. Halloween Jones. Yes, yes. Happy Halloween. The orange and black. They stole my gimmick. I got it. Good moment, sir. How are you? Thank you for having Good me Good moment. You know, listen, my man. First off, I want to let you know. Uh, I got to thank everybody, by the way. Download this episode on Apple Podcasts and or Radio.com on the app or the website. Thank you for that. And Radio.com for giving the Taz Show some love. I appreciate it. Only took you, I don't know, four years, but thank you. I digress. So uh, the update guy, they call him AB, Andrew Bogish. He is part of Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio, the morning gig that I have. He now, when he comes in the studio on air, like we always say, to, we have to say good morning. I hate that shit. But Moose like, you got to say good morning. I'm like, no, it's not good morning. Think of Mike Johnson. So, you know, I say, all right, good morning. I, I cave. And Moose says good morning. And what does AB say now all the time? Good moment. Good man. Well, good hack. He's a hack. He's stealing your shit. That's how I look. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not getting. I'm not getting royalties for this. No, you're getting zero. Oh, this what is, a hack! Your usual. This is the usual routine. I will mafia kick him in a studio. That's what will happen. Just film. Just film it for me. Or <laughs> tape it. Uh, yes, Haas. So listen. Uh, before I, I, you know, we're going to talk a little bit because it's Halloween. The Hardy House Halloween Happy Gimmick Hardy House. The House Hardy, whatever it's called, uh, we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, you went to Evolution at the Nassau Coliseum. I watched Revolution. I was not there, even though I live about 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. Um, but I did not go. But um, I did watch it. You were there in attendance, man. Uh, I know you, you covered this on PW Insider, on your content. Uh, for my audience, give a little synopsis of how it felt being there. I hate to break it to you, but I wasn't there. All right. Well, that part will be edited out of the podcast. <laughs> I was Dude, I I could have sworn that I saw on your social media a photo that you were there. Like nah, a photo I, of us your seats. A friend sent me that, so I, I a friend sent me the picture of the stage, so I sent it out. And you lightly uh, alluded to that it was your seats, but it wasn't. No, no, no. I just I just said first look at the stage and just sent the picture out. Oh, listen, that's an ambiguous post. <laughs> that that that's that's a I mean, apparently yes, it was. It I, didn't, I didn't mean it to be. Well, you fucking worked me. Apparently so. <laughs> Here, here's the best part. I'm so busy writing about wrestling. 
I don't have time to actually go to the show that I'm writing about because there was no way for me to post about the show. Well, they're not letting you go backstage in the production uh, meeting room. That's what that is. Tweets and shit. They could have stopped. Oh no, you know, dude. Trust me, I know. It's weird. Um, WrestleMania, they roll they roll out the red carpet. The rest of the year, it's like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Well. No, at least yeah. Well, uh, I just shrug and say what. I yeah. Look, I I was talking about evolution, and I like the show, but. I mean, I, I went on a little diatribe, trap, whatever, uh, talking about how, and I didn't want to be malicious, and I wasn't trying to be, and I don't even want to rehash it, but I just want to let you know in case you didn't hear it. Like, I was talking about how, like, when Tony Storm won the Mae Young Classic in the final, and I, and I like that girl. I think she's really good, really talented. I think she's got, you know, big upside for sure for her future. But, you know, and I know it was a classy moment, and they mean well, Triple H and Steph, and uh, what's her name, Sarah Amato, the trainer, Sarah mm-hmm. Amato, I think Amato. And they're in the ring. They give it a flowers. They're hugging it. They kiss. You did so good. You did so great. And I'm like, you know, stop treating the talent like they they just you know got a got a playing a little league football and just got a touchdown. Like they're little kids. These are these are adults. These are pro athletes. Treat them like superstars. I'm tired of that. We need the endorsement by the office, fucking publicly, Mike. It's starting to really. Twist my fucking yam bag. Well, I'm you know, you know, half of this is propaganda to get her and the to get the daughter and the son-in-law over. <laughs> so it is what it is. I appreciate the bluntness. Finally, somebody else beside me has a set of nuts on them to say something like that. Yes, oh, you are correct, sir. Are we still on the air? No. Oh, we are on the air. Uh, yeah. Well, these are this podcast I dropped before you and I are talking right now. If you get a chance, listen in, especially around I don't know the forty-minute mark, and th- if. I don't go in their Hall of Fame in Brooklyn. This podcast will be the one. Not you and I are doing right now. The one from the other day, oh, brother. Well, I mean, I understand. I understand the whole pomp and circumstance, and let's do something to signify the end of it. And it's kind of like you know, like the end of the big Japanese tournament. Sometimes they would do that with the flowers and the proclamation and all that. I get it, but let's you know, if we're gonna call a spade a spade, it's also about showing the benevolence of the McMahon family. Thank you. And, and, Thank you. and that's fine. It's their company. Uh, but to me, I'm always about making it about the talent. I, I, I always It is. It is about making the talent. And, and that's the thing. And, and also, why are we putting the talent on an awesome platform, putting them over? And then what we're doing is we have to give them our endorsement as the office. Why? Why? You don't have to do that. Let You don't treat stars like that. I'm tired of everyone fucking acting shocked when they win something big in the company oh my god i want a match holy fuck no you're supposed to win matches you're supposed to win you're supposed to act like you know you were gonna win you know what i mean like you gotta everyone's so shocked it's like in the nfl when guys score touchdowns they act like they fucking just cured a disease fucking get in the huddle shake your fucking uh offensive line's hand and say thank you for fucking blocking for me move on tired of this i'm tired of the fun mike tired of everybody being happy no Sick fun. This is why you used I'm to cut happy. promo. This is why you used to cut promos about how you hate Christmas and holidays. Yeah, I know. I got better with that though. I did get better with that. Did <laughs> you like evolution? Did you I like did. it? I did. Um I thought I liked it until the next day, if that makes sense. I felt like <laughs> I felt like they 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 kind of dropped the ball. Like 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 Lu- Lucy tossed the football, and of course they, she kicked Charlie Brown from catching it. I felt like they, they made a nice moment on Sunday, and they over and over we heard what a big moment this was, and there were a lot of women who were emotional about uh, talking about this, and, uh, and 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 at the end of their matches, and you could tell for the talents this meant something truly special to them. 
And I loved a lot of the wrestling on it. I thought there was a lot of wrestling. Becky Lynch and Charlotte had an amazing match. I really, really thought Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella over overachieved, given what I was I, expecting. Dude, I, I loved that match. I was I said that I loved that match with Rousey and Nikki. I did. Yeah, and I, I like I said to I, I had said on on an audio on PW Insider, I said I don't expect this to go long, and some people got offended by that, and I'm like. How many neck problems has Nikki Bella had in the last couple of years? We can't right, expect her to go 34, right. you know, to go 30, 40 minutes with Ronda Rousey, who's a very physical, you know, wrestler. Yeah, yeah. It's well, not, she's still trying a, to uh, – Ronda's still – you're right. She is physical. She's still trying to get her sea legs under her and, you know, to work around that roughness. But it works for her style, obviously, the roughness, you know. Yeah, and I just felt like it wasn't – it wasn't a – a, a sort of logical hope that these guys could these women I should say can go out and tear the house down like it's steamboat and flare for 30 or 40 minutes like like, like anybody who was looking for that that this just was not what you were getting um yeah. but I thought they I thought they did a great job they told a great story Nikki and Bree did a great job as heels and even when like the idea on paper of Nikki Bella working over Ronda Rousey in reality it doesn't really make sense but they crafted a story where you believed that Ronda Rousey had a fight from underneath, you know, getting right. They created that right. They, you're right. They did create the pop proper amount of heat for Nikki for sure. That you were waiting for, you know, Rousey to get up and whoop her ass. Absolutely, I completely yeah, agree. And, and, uh, and I really like that whole divas versus wrestler storyline because the reality is, when Total Divas went on the air for E, no matter how you feel about that type of programming uh, or about how it was presented, that opened up the door for WWE to have more of a female audience and to find an audience from a completely different world that was not going to click through on their remote and go, Oh, let me watch some wrestling. But these, these, these fans, specifically female fans became intrigued by the lives of the, of the female wrestlers. And they kind of, you know, kind of cascaded over into the, into the wrestling. Uh, I've got a lot of people I know, you know, from outside of my wrestling circles who would be like, Oh, have you ever met Nikki Bella out of nowhere? And I'd be like, what Nikki Bella? Like, where's this coming from? And it was all yeah. because the, the the windows and the doors of interest had been opened by Total Divas. And I, I do think, and I, I interviewed Bella before, and we talked about this. Where I kind of feel like the 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 fans who love the athletic wrestlers, your Beckys, your Baileys, your Sashas, they kind of have ignored the you know the importance of Total Total Divas and the spinoff shows and how they helped kind of cultivate the interest in the female wrestling division, which these other girls from that NXT and beyond there are kind of, you know, they were able to take that sort of um, right. attention and capitalize on it. So I like that whole story. I, I, and I thought Tony storm and Io Shirai had a good match. I thought Shayna Baszler and Carrie Singh killed it. I like the introduction. Yeah, the, the listen, those two right there have excellent, you know, I've talked about their matches a lot. I'm sure you have too. They've worked a lot as we know, but I got to tell you, you would never expect those two girls to have the chemistry they have. And they both, they have really good chemistry together. I, I really, I enjoy watching them work. I'm sure they're done with their gimmick now, but they work a lot against each other. And I did enjoy that match and, and putting the belt, the title back on Baszler is the right thing to do. Uh, and introducing stuff. Yeah, and introducing Jessamine Duke and 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 Marina along the way, you know, Marina Shafir. Like, all right, so right. now they've been in developmental, they've been in the performance center working some of the house shows. So now this will be the introduction to their television characters. And by putting them with Shayna, who's been established for for anybody who doesn't know UFC or MMA, you're now right. on the, the automatically. All right, I get it. The, the, these are her henchmen, so to speak. And now she's kind of got a crew to run around with. So now complete you know if Shayna Baszler by herself was a terrible bully you know beating yeah. up on on Dakota Kai yeah. and whatnot what happens now 
now when there's three of them. It's going to, you know, know, to me, sure. You're right. And it's the low-hanging fruit, to be frank. In my opinion, Mike, I'm not a fan of the the gimmick because we've seen it done a billion times in the business. You know, the whole four-horse lady, four-horse woman, whatever they're called, I – I say I, I I'm cool with those those females being part of everything and being in the company. I I think that this is kind of like because they're friends and it's the low hanging fruit. Like I said, that's why. I mean, but you and I could agree to disagree, but it's fine. It's a it's a subjective. Whatever people like. I, I you know? feel like it's an asset to use to introduce them, and it makes sense to use Shayna as the bridge to get them in front of the eyeballs of the. Oh viewers. yeah, no, I get the logic. I don't think I correct. I get the logic of it. And like I said. It's a layup. It's easy to do. It's, uh, to be honest, a lot of their booking lately. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm fine with things being a little more simple. I think simple booking is good booking a lot of times without overthinking. A lot of times when I was working at it, we overthinking shit all the time. But I do think some of – I dude, real quick, I'll tell you. I remember, you know, where tournaments, any kind of tournament was frowned upon. Like the writers could not be booking tournaments. Vince would get fucking hot. God, no, that's so easy. That's simple. No, we got to, they do tournaments now left and right. I I remember you couldn't get cheap heat and go on in in the middle of the ring. And if you're in Philadelphia and, you know, bash the Eagles or the Phillies getting cheap heat like that, that's cheap heat. God damn, we don't need to do cheap heat. Let's be creative. Now they do that shit all the time. You know, I mean, you could do it on house shows, cheap heat like that. You know, ripping a local sports team is the easiest way to get heat, as you know. Well, so, and always, Elias you know, would do it every week until they turned him babyface. Well, there you go. I mean, right. But there was a time for a long time where that shit was not allowed on television. You could do it on house shows because Vince wasn't there. <laughs> I've done it. So my point is they're doing a lot of simple booking. The tournament, all the tournament, like a crown jewel now, that, you know, that that's a tournament too. All of these tournaments, and I'm not opposed to tournaments. I, I remember when I went to TNA and they started doing tournaments, I'm like, wow, this is refreshing. Uh, we can do tournaments and not get heat for it. I like it, you know? Um, I just find it funny how the bookings changed a lot. And maybe it's for the better. You know, it's fine. I'm, I'm just saying how it was a few years back. Well, maybe they're pull, holding back waiting for the new TV deals to start, and that's when they'll get quote-unquote creative again. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, can they get creative again? I don't know. I um, so. I'm not sure. Uh, so Crown Crown. I agree. No, I totally agree. I mean, Crown Jewel. So now Daniel Bryan, it was, it was, uh, what? It was announced that he's definitely not going to be there. We know Cena got pulled from Carbot and Lashley got put in his spot, right? That's Bryan the deal. Lash- That's where yes. we're at right now. Yeah. Lashley replace Lashley's replacing Cena in the, in the tournament. As we record this, we've, con- I've, you know, we confirmed on PW Insider, Daniel Bryan is not going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, the original plan was to send he and AJ Styles to the performance center have a match there and insert it into the broadcast. Oh, while, while production was figuring out all the the hows and whys of how they were going to pull this off yesterday, meaning Monday, in the middle of that, the hammer came down. Boom, we're not doing that. What I know for sure, as we and we're recording this before SmackDown goes on the air, is they have a couple of choices. One is to have AJ Russell, someone else on the show. The other is to uh, do, tape the match tonight and insert it like they were talking about. Right. Or just completely, you know, do the match on SmackDown. And that's the story at the end of that storyline. And AJ goes off and wrestles someone else. I was told today, AJ Styles is still going to the show. We also heard some rumblings. Maybe Rusev was going to replace Daniel Bryan. Couldn't confirm that 100% that that is indeed the direction, but it talked about. And, you know, 
for whatever, you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't want to go. He's not going to go. And you have to respect the fact that, A, he's not going. And you got to respect the fact that the company's like, all right, we're not going to force you to go. Well, there's a couple, th- and you're right on everything. I agree with everything you just said. And and as far as that doing insert thing at the performance center, whoever fucking thought of that, please, that person should not have any power. Um, I'm <laughs> just telling you right now. That, Al, no, no. Well, whoever that was, including Vince, that's a shitty <laughs> there, idea. There goes the Hall of Fame for Taz. No. <laughs> we thought it was last episode. It's this episode. So, um, no, the thing is, man, um, the whole trip there and the crown jewel and, you know, Cena not going and, and now Daniel Bryan, a couple of things, right? So look, you, they can't force anyone to go, okay? That we know. So they can't. I will tell you, and again, this could piss them off too, now that we're talking about it. Uh, <laughs> Why should this show be different than any other uh, It's unbelievable. It, it, here's the thing, bro, and this is a fact, and you know this. I've lived it, but you know it from talking to a lot of people for a lot of years that work there. They are awesome, at fucking passive aggressive bullshit. And bro, that's what you got with this. But it's not gonna affect Cena or Brian because they're huge names there. Those guys, but if you, you get a guy like Elias, hypothetically, I don't even know if he's going. I'm just spitballing a name. Uh, if he don't want to go, you watch. No problem. You don't have to go. And you won't see that dude on TV for a few weeks. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, they'll act, you know, they I've seen this before. They'll act in a way that yeah, you got no heat, and you get heat. That's the passive aggressiveness because they want you to fall in line, and I understand that. They're paying you a lot of money, and you work for the company, and that's that. I do get that part. I really sincerely do, but this is a little bit of a different animal here. This is like, you know, this situation is not – this has nothing to do with wrestling and sports entertainment, and it has nothing to do with money. This is about, like, uh, uh, it's a heavy, heavy thing. I don't – I'm just saying, like, I, me personally – if I work to the company and they wanted me to go, I'm not going. I'm not going to go. So I'm just telling you. And a lot of those those folks that are going, I would assume the bulk of them don't want to go. But they're not going to say that. They don't want to get heat. Well, I'm I know. You. I know people that don't want to go just because of the travel schedule. But you well, know, that's a bitch like too. They, have, that's they, true. they feel like they have to go, and and that's a different animal. I mean, when all this went down with the the murder of the of the reporter. I said, as soon as I heard the story, they need to cancel the show. Immediately, I got, within 12 hours of hearing the story, I said, they have to cancel the show. And I or, said the opposite, or, Mike. I said they're not going to cancel it. Well, that's, I didn't, well here's the thing. That's I said, though. I know I'm being unrealistic because A, money money rules the world, uh, as Wu-Tang Clan yeah. will tell you. And B, I know this big battleship of this company. You know, it's easy for me to say, stop the show. You know, myself, it's a different story for a publicly traded massive corporation that generates billions of dollars to say, all right, we're going to turn this sucker around and head home. You know, there's right. a, and there's the other, and well, Mike, well, Mike, you're right. You're right about that. And the thing with that, too, is that this is what I said when I recorded a podcast about this topic a few weeks ago, because what a lot of folks don't realize is there are a bunch of big time American corporations like Nike, like McDonald's, like Starbucks that do business every day. In that country, they every day they're based in that country. They, they have they have big you know spots and and, and locations in that country. Now yeah, I know I this is different. There. There's an IHOP in the city. Of course, w- there's, dude, there's I, I a McDonald's on every block. Yeah, there's a McDonald's on every block there. Yeah, there, there's someone I know who's there, 
And he's like, when I was there, he's like, and, and I was talking to this person. They said, yeah, I just had IHOP. I said, wait, like International House Pancakes? He went, you better believe it. And it tastes just the same. I said, See, that's the thing. And, right. And I, I know like Nike's got, they, they're, they're, they're all big companies there. So now the only, not only difference, the big difference is that, you know, when you're going to do a show, a live event as massive as WWE is about to put on. Yeah, that's a big difference, I would assume. Then you know if you have Starbucks there, yeah. but but you know it's still American companies making an income, making money while they're in that country. So that's that was my point. Why I feel <laughs> if you look at Pizza Hut, they're there. Chevrolet's there. Uh, Gatorade is there, dude. I mean it's it's all there. I mean so and, it's big and, big business. And the one thing you're forgetting is the United States government does business with Saudi, with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Of course. So of course. If the government's doing business, how can you really say no you cannot do you how can anyone say no you cannot do business? I would wish they don't do business That's with true. them, but you can't say And you can't by the do way, it. I didn't forget it. I just chose not to say it. Fair okay. enough. Cuz I know you've always strayed away stayed away from politics in your career. That's my gimmick. I yeah, know. so yeah, not political, <laughs> you know. That's my bit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, what are you gonna do? Um, but I anyway, yeah. So, I, look, I, I hope respect them for not going. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and I don't think because of the, the size names that that the people we just met, you know, like Daniel Bryan and John Cena, those size names are not going to catch heat. They're not. It's just not going to happen, you know. But but some of the you know you you put some younger talent on there, some newer talent on there, a guy like Lashley who feels like he almost just got there for his rebirth there, who's now getting a push, who really wasn't getting a push, you know, he, he's not going to sit there and 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 say no. You know, how could he? Really, I mean, how, how could he? Ray Mysterio just got re-upped there. He's going, right? How's he going to say no? You know, he just re-signed for, what, a two-year deal, whatever the hell it is. Yep. So, you know what I mean? So it's... You know, the, 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 a lot of these now, like uh, Randy Orton, okay, yeah, he could probably say no. He's got the balls to say no, and I don't think he sweats them, but, you know, he's going to go, whatever. I mean, look, whatever people's views are on this or whatever, and um, whatever it is, I mean, I, I, it, it just sucks, Mike, when it gets outside of the realm of entertainment and pro wrestling. You know what I mean? And, and like, where you got to make a decision as a worker, like, fuck. I don't really want to go. My wife or whatever, you know, my my significant other doesn't want me to go. I have, you know, I, 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 payday at the other side of that plane trip. Well, not just the payday. It is the payday, but I really believe it's more of catching heat, dude. I'm telling you. And that passive aggressive heat is the shit that nobody talks about. And it's there. I promise. So, <laughs> and it's not just there. A lot of companies have it, but whatever. I, I don't, you know, you know, I'm not trying to be negative. Sometimes I am, but uh, regardless. No, it's a, uh, it's, a rough, it's a rough, it's a rough topic to talk about. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, this is not a pro wrestling topic. It's something much grander and much, honestly, a much more dire situation. Somebody was Mike, murdered. I lost you. <laughs> you know, it's, and, Mike, and, and Mike, there's a Mike, question of where are you? Uh, who in the government knew to the, go- did the uh, government right. order it. And, so on that note, you we'll know, go to break. Get Mike Johnson back here. Okay, uh, that's what we're going to do. We'll go to break. And uh, we're not going to break. Mike Johnson's back. We lost you for a minute, but hey, seems like Mike likes his song. Mike, you there? I'm here. Uh, you dropped out for a second. This is a rarity on the Taz show. Okay, well, I'm but here. You're... All right, we'll, we'll kill the music in three, two, one. 
Wow, smooth that was. Uh, continue with your thoughts and suggestions, Mike. I don't remember what I was saying. All right. House Hardy Halloween Gimmick Jones, right? What's the name of this thing? House Hardy Halloween Special. Right, which I thought it should be Hardy House Halloween Special. I guess be it's because Matt you. Hardy says things backwards, I guess. I don't know. I don't give a fuck what it's called. It was phenomenal. It's delightful, as Matt Hardy might say. Yes. I loved it. I, I, I won't even lie. Oh. I've watched it twice. I think the thing I really I, watched it a while. I, I, I loved think it's it, great. Man. I did too. It's <laughs> dude. First off, anything with the boogeyman because I love that guy. Dude, you have no idea. I don't know if you ever met him. No, I, I've worked with him enough in WWE. Dude, he is one of the nicest fucking people you ever met in your life. I am not kidding you. So anything with boogie, I love boogie, and I love the Hardys and 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 the Godfather, all these guys. You know, Hardy. so. And the hurricane was there. The hurricane, yeah. I mean, it was, it, dude. The whole thing was just. It, they just, I, and you know, Jeremy Borash, JB was involved with this behind the scenes, the produ- production of it. I'm sure you know that, mm-hmm. uh, because it was very him and Matt Hardy. For those that don't know, all the success of these gimmicks at the Hardy Compound in North Carolina that they did during their time in TNA together, Hardys and uh, you know Matt and uh, and JB. Um, it was JB behind the scenes in regards to producing it. Um, I loved it. I absolutely love this thing. I saw your tweet about it. Um, you watched it, I think, when it first dropped on the first air. I, I, watched, it, I, watched, I watched it immediately after Evolution, and I didn't intend to. I, I, I didn't even know it was airing, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this, and then I'll record my thoughts about Evolution. I laughed so hard. I thought they did a great <laughs> job. It was like they ignored all the stuff that they did with Woken Matt Hardy and yep. they just reverted right back to broken Matt Hardy and all the stuff they did in impact. And it was the right tone. It was, it it had the right tone and feel of the old impact Hardy stuff, just with a little WWE polish on it, which is all it needed, yeah. you know? And it was great. It really did. Yeah. It they hit awesome. on, they hit all the touch tones that you wanted. The, the smoking Joe Robinson and, uh, <laughs> You know, that was that great. Was How was great was that when he's trying to give him the invitation and, and, and the kangaroo's trying to fight with him? He's like, do not fight forever. Don't listen to, to the internet wrestling name. fans. You should be you should be Trader Joe, Joe whatever we call him, yeah. Trader Joe and, to the smoking Joe. Yeah, and in the background, the, the goat is like hitting the fence. And he's like, see, oh, he he's, he's not invited. Like Matt Hardy's improv there was amazing. <laughs> Dude, oh my God! They let him be him. They let him do the, the broken gimmick. Um, and Rebby, his wife, is tremendous always. Yeah. And, and uh, dude, and, and she how did about a lot of behind the scenes in terms of the music and and setting and setting up the sets and stuff? A lot of that oh, was all she? her. I yeah. didn't know that. That was her. Oh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't the WWE. That, there wasn't a big WWE machine producing it. It was it was pretty much the old Impact team. It was it was Paradise wow. and Jeremy Borash and a couple of WWE people. And obviously, you know, they brought back a lot of the old characters and and people who lived in the North Carolina area to be extras and whatnot. <laughs> Brad Stutz was back as the scribe and John yeah, Skyler sure was that, there yeah. as Ricky Robert, and, you know, and all these other wacky characters. And they did it. They did a nice oh. job of just having that sort of skewed, twisted, silly look. And, I, you know, I think the VIP of this whole thing was was Shane Elms. He was great. Every scene he had 
as the hurricane yes. or as as the There's, I don't want to give too much away, but we see yeah, we see we, we, we see Hurricane take a little a little twist in terms of his uh his character yeah. here, and yeah, he was did. great, yeah. and I, I loved I loved he everything was. with the uh, with with the with the, the Godfather as well. All that the was Godfather great. was excellent, and uh, yes, and I, the one thing too, I don't want to say too much either, but the uh, Vanguard One for those that know Vanguard One, the drone that Matt Hardy owns, he the Vanguard One we know it's a male and. Well, I guess I could spoil this. He falls in love. Let's just put it that way. So, right, that part was just. I, I'm sitting there watching. I was like, "What is going on here? This is a drone!" Like, <laughs> but you're but you're invested. But you're oh invested God, in the whole thing. It's so much. I love it. I'm waiting for the next one. Where's the next one? I'm waiting for it. I, I'm hoping for a Christmas special. They gotta let these guys keep doing that. Same thing, Mike. One of the issues I didn't. I, we're talking about like um. Like with the WWE specials, when they do stuff like I, where the hell is the uh, what the hell was that thing? Southpaw wrestling? Oh, uh, yeah, the um, yeah, the they're doing that anymore? Or what? What's going on? I don't with think that? they're doing. I, 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 well, Cena was the the was the announcer and one Correct. of the main characters. So if he's off making movies, he doesn't have time to do that. I haven't heard anything about them doing the Southpaw regional wrestling anymore. I appreciated that for what it was because how that all started was. The guys were like doing basically old school promos to pop in each the other in the back in a yeah, locker yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. And it got turned into like, you know, the YouTube videos and stuff. And it kind of blew up from there. I thought it was a cool little cult thing. I enjoyed it. I thought like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and those guys were absolutely tremendous were on yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it just seems like it's one of those things where WWE, they went with it for a little bit and maybe they didn't like the numbers. I, I'm just speculating here. Or they just decided somebody there didn't like it. But I do, you know, I know this. They've been taking a hard look at all the original programming because they're plotting out 2019 as they plan to expand that thing and go to the second tier and incorporate mm-hmm. more live specials from in terms of house shows. They've had people doing live TV production at house shows lately. Uh, that way they're with a smaller scale without a big truck. That way they can plan and, and, and when they do make the move, things are a little smoother. So, I mean, you know, I think it's probably they're just holding off. Like, I know there's a second season of Edge and Christian produced. It's not out there yet. They're holding off until they're ready to release it. There was an right, R, there was right. an R Truth game show where he was the host. They produced right. the pilot. At one point, they were going to make the series, and then they said, "Nope, we're going to wait." And who knows if we're ever going to see it or not? They, you know, there's they, they have all sorts of concepts. There was like a big show cooking show at one point. Like all these right. things they had planned. Some of it they they shot and they never used. Some of it got halted. And I think a big part of it is you know Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn and and the the upper management there. They're sitting there going all right, what's our strategy? We've gotten the network to this point. Now what do we do to bring in more people? What do we do to generate more revenue? Well, they have, they have, uh, you know, they have a couple of people besides Kevin and Vince, because those two men are extremely involved, obviously, but they have two other people. One's a female that is involved with a lot of what they're doing there. And I think at times it takes a little while to either convince Vince and because Vince has final say, which he should, and I think Vince and stuff sits in the can, as we call it, and he sits on it and waits, and and then they remind him of it. He's like, "Well, we'll wait." And when Vince says, "We'll wait," you don't buck him, you don't keep fucking being a pain in the ass. Not okay who you are in that company, including Triple H. You don't say, "Well, Vince, I think we should do it now." If you push Vince, I've witnessed this. That's not good. So I don't care who you are. <laughs> so Kevin Dunn doesn't push Vince. Uh, 
you know, Kevin Dunn knows how to deal with Vince better than anybody. Okay. Trust me. But he knows how and when to talk to Vince and, and you don't have to kiss Vince's ass. That's not what I'm even implying. But if you push him like, Oh, we got this in the can. We got to get this thing out. We, we got to get this, this second version of Southpaw wrestling out. People liked it. We got to get it out. We got, if you keep pushing him, he will say, well, you know what you could do with Southpaw wrestling? Fucking throw it in the garbage. I'm just telling you, dude, he don't, he'll blow up. Damn. So, the thing is, they do look at numbers, and a lot of times when you don't see stuff come back, well, that's what happens. I mean, I, you know, I've never done, I never had any of the Taz show on the WWE, WWE Network, but there were talks, as a lot of folks know, and I learned a lot how that network works from a lot of power players there, and they do look at numbers of stuff that they already aired for whatever many weeks. And if you don't see stuff come back, or maybe it don't come back right away, that means the numbers weren't great. Doesn't mean that they're not going to bring it back, but it's the best they can go by a rating. It is a subscription base, as you know. And you mentioned tier system, and I wouldn't be shocked if they do, you know, nine ninety nine, twelve ninety nine per month, and then a you know fifteen dollar one or you know fourteen ninety nine. You know what I mean? I think they'll do a three tier. That's what I think. I don't know what you think. I'd love to well, hear. Well, at one point, that's what they were talking about. And one tier was going to be like five bucks a month, and it was just going to be like the linear network, like the, their their programming with a couple of different a couple of different on demand choices, and then the regular one, which was nine dollars, and then the fifteen dollar tier, which was going to. And the most recent survey that they sent out was about a fifteen dollar tier that would include like ICW and Progress from England, and some Saturday night main event style specials, and some house shows that they would air like once a month on the network. As, with scaled down production and things like that. I mean, for me, like as, as, as a consumer, like I have Netflix and Hulu and all that. I love the, I, I, I want to have the opportunity to watch what as much as I can, especially for me when right. I'm going to write about it. So for me, like whatever the tier is, whatever the most expensive tier is for them, that's what I'm going to dive into and pay for immediately. Because to right, me, right. more content for PW Insider, more content for us to talk about and so forth. But I mean, you know, I, I like the idea of, hey, you know, maybe you don't care about the independent stuff. Maybe you don't care about the older content. You just want the newer content. So we'll give you a tier just for that. You know what I, mean? I like? To me, the more choices you give people, as long as you make it easy for them to understand what each tier has, the better off you are the last thing you want to do is confuse your audience and they're like "Eh, yeah it's too much for me i don't care but here's the and you're right but there's a little issue with that and i'm not saying they won't do what you just said because they very well might but this is what i was about to say about the three tier if they go that route to the 15 dollars, yeah for you know folks that either cover the industry or really are hardcore wrestling fans the more the merrier they'll they'll pay a few more bucks a month whatever the heck it is but there's overhead and WWE has big overhead in that. And, and no matter what it might be, they're shooting. If they're doing original programming, there's going to be some overhead. So the cost, that's for those that don't know what overhead means, the cost of what the fuck the content is. And then paying whatever talent it is that's that's doing it. And, and you know, that's all part of your overhead. And the production team that works for you, usually that's a low cost because these people are on a set salary. Um, so that's the only thing, too. Like, I, I, I don't think that they have an endless checkbook there. You know, I mean, people... They do a great job of putting that perception out there that money's no object at all. But trust me, they you know they cut down a lot on certain things, and they're smart. That's what successful money making companies and corporations do. They spend wisely. So, like fucking financial advice here on the Taz show. So uh, yeah, it's like fucking. I'm going to be doing cryptocurrency soon. The Taz of Wall fucking, Street. The fucking yeah, the fucking human suplex of Wall Street machine. 
something like the fucking crypto beat me if you can survive if i crypto you <laughs> that's fucking horrible i don't so, know what's going on there but okay i don't know what the fuck is going on either but anyway so vanguard one <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i'm vanguard one yeah so vanguard one falls in love no so the house hardy house hardy uh halloween gimmick was tremendous so uh i i loved it obviously mike loved it and it, and it um, was campy but campy in the right way it wasn't campy where uh, you felt like it was something insulting pro wrestling because it was self-contained in that let's say you know broken universe but because it was self-contained and presented that way it was fine it wasn't something that insults wrestling it was something that kind of that that kind of just makes you laugh and love wrestling Bro, I'm sitting here laughing at you talking because all I can see in my brain is Matt Hardy chewing those green beans uh, while the fucking while what's his name was chewing the worms, uh, the boogeyman, and they're just looking at each other. But it was disgusting. It was hysterical. It was, uh, dude. I'm telling you, I wonder if casual fans, you know, if they like what they think or if they even watched like the Hardy gimmick, the Halloween gimmick that Matt. You know what I mean? I wonder what they think. The casual. Casual fan, it's never seen the TNA gimmick, you know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to bring. I'm, next time I have some friends over, I'm gonna sit them down and play and ask them to give me feedback. Put up one of your fucking fancy polls on PW Insider. You guys do polls all the time. Yes, we do. You guys fucking do polls left and right. You guys were doing polls before polls were popular. Yeah, that's true. I mean, seriously, you guys doing polls? Like uh, that was my gimmick for a while, you know, on the show. Uh, let's do a poll. Then I'm thinking, Jesus, I'm hacking PW Insider. You guys been doing polls forever. We do poll on a poll match. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking at one of your polls right now. What do you think of WWE Evolution? So it looked like 92% of the people said excellent. Um, I'm sorry, 37% of the people said excellent, and 43% said very good. So um, more people said very good than excellent. So whatever that means, but it's, it's a good, but it's still positive. Good idea. I agree. I agree. It is still positive. Positive Spin Jones. Yeah, so um, definitely the house, Hardy, Hardy, house, Holly, Halloween was money. Uh, I hope they do another one real soon. I really do. Uh, and what do you have going on, like, as far as the news, Mike? Is there any ch- – what's the chatter out in the wrestling world, not just WWE, anything well, that's important the other th- that's not going to piss me off? Well, the other thing a lot of people have been talking about is the fact that so many NXT stars showed up at Evolve earlier this week and Fabian Aikner won the NXT, the, uh, the evolve championship. Run. Right. And the street profits, won right. the, uh, the evolve tag title. So obviously WWE is, uh, funneling some of the developmental talents out to evolve. Uh, it's good for evolve. Obviously WWE is going to cover those costs. It allows evolve to have uh, a little bit more of a spotlight on them because they're going to get promoted through the WWE channels. And it allows some of these talents who are in the performance center, but there isn't a spot for them yet on NXT TV or even on some of the NXT house shows to go out and get some ring time working out in front of independent wrestlers, in front of independent wrestling fans, and learning a little bit more and getting to work with some talents outside of the performance center. So there's a lot of positives there yeah. for, for Evolve especially because, you know, to, to me, when I look at it from the outside, that's found money. Because it's money they're not spending in order to still generate money, you know? And they're yeah, and, that, that, no, and you're for right, their pay per views right. too, you know. The WWE talent matches are now going to be streamed on the Evolve streaming service. So, you know, obviously WWE is going to have those tapes in their library. I think that's common Absolutely. sense. But yeah, thank you, right. You know, but yeah. you figure if Evolve's running a show, right? They're going to sell X amount of tickets. But if Evolve's running a show and the Velveteen Dream or Chris Hero or the Street Profits are on it and WWE is promoting it, they're going to sell a lot more tickets and a lot more pay-per-views. Right. So, you know, right, been, right, I, right. You know I, it's been like something that people have buzzed about in the last week or so that I've gotten a lot of emails about. I, I see it as just a positive 
Uh, you know, Gabe Sapolsky, who you know from a million years ago, just like I did. Yeah, of course. Um, when he's selling ECW programs. Hey, hey he had a, yeah, he had a Sabu I, fan club. Why didn't he have the Taz fan club back in the day? Well, I don't think he liked me as much. Oh. But uh, And I don't think the people liked me as much. No, but yeah, I know Gabe when he was, you know, uh, filling up popcorn bowls, uh, you know, for, that was our catering. Yeah. Uh, old popcorn from the movie theater that was a week old. Oh, and they would put it in a. Yeah, stolen from the movie theater, and they put it in a bowl, and uh, yeah, but no, nah, yeah, Gabe from the beginning, uh, no, he he did, um, he was writing some stuff in the program. He might have wrote he one thing about he edited, he edited and produced the program. That was his. Yeah, no, he was always, he was always cool with me. Yeah. He was, you know, but he, you didn't he, have, the, yeah, he but, but, he, but he didn't have a Taz fan club. Uh, what? What? Are you, you going to try to piss me off here? No, I whole think it's funny. Thing? I don't get mad anymore about that kind of stuff. I've matured. Please. I, I love Sabu. No, I know you love <laughs> We all love Sabu. He, he should have a – back then, he should have had a Sabu fan club. He was the fucking big baby face. I was the heel. People didn't like me. I wasn't a heel who wanted to be liked. You know that. That's true. These heels today, they want to be loved, everyone, and they want the office to hug them. Oh, look, I want a match. Oh, give me a hug. You're such the best. I love you. You're such a good kid. No, he's a fucking pro. It's funny. Stop. It's funny you say that because during Raw, they were showing like the little photos from backstage at Evolution, and there was a photo of all the all, all the WWE Four Horsewomen standing there, and here's Becky Lynch standing there with the Four Horsemen sign, and, and Charlotte's like two feet away from two two steps away from her, and I'm like, God. they're feuding. They were they were in the last woman's standing match at that show why was that yeah, on tv I, I mean we know kayfabe's dead but geez you don't have to put it in people's faces have a little bit you know they should be thinking and they they should keep the you know just all of that shit i could go on and on and i, and I, I always try my best not to snuck an old fart you know but you know the thing is i gotta tell you I, i'm not even not even so much about the kayfabe thing it's just about the like i said like about where everything is it's a love fest. Everything's a love fest. Like, I, is anybody mad? Is anybody like say, I just want a title, and you know why I want a title? Because I'm the best motherfucker here. That's why I want a title. Because you people all fucking suck in that locker room, and I'm fucking better than you. Okay, I mean, Miz comes off cocky, arrogant, and he does it the right way. He stays in his lane. You know, and I'm not, of course, there's other guys and girls that do. I'm exaggerating for the conversation. I think, but I think Becky's been a good example of someone who's kind of. She's done a great, but for a while she wasn't. Her and Bailey and, and, and Charlotte, it's a love fest. You know, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It was like, I'm tired of seeing Triple H hug people and take pictures with people. Stop. Stop. Oh, that, you won't see me in Brooklyn. Forget about it. Forget about <laughs> I'll it. I'll buy a ticket. It's over. No, I don't need to take it. It's over. It's over. It's done. There's no shot. Taz live. No I shot. cannot wait for Taz to live tweet the Hall of Fame. It's going to be awesome. Well, no, I will. I will not. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, look, I'm just saying, like, I, I got something planned. That's all I'm going to say. So. <laughs> um, interesting. Taz How about I uh, pull up in front of the Barclays Center? I got a big truck with big black wheels, and it's blacked out, and it's got a big air horn. Um, I noticed uh, you posted uh, earlier. I was seeing it. You posted on PW Insider about Vince McMahon being named to the Variety's 500 Most Powerful People in the Entertainment Industry. That is awesome. I am actually very happy for Vince. Now I'll kiss his ass. I'm very happy. Trying to get back in the whole thing. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Rather, no, no, I, I think mean, that's cool. That's awesome. The guy, the guy controls an entire genre. You know, thumbs yes. up, thumbs down. Yeah. If he says thumbs up, it happens. If he says thumbs down, it doesn't happen. It's that simple. And when you think about WWE and its 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 its, it's, in, its intentions on Hollywood, whether it be the films or uh, legitimizing itself with these major TV deals that they've signed or just the worldwide branding, because they've always been great at branding. Um, you know, he should be he should be in that list. I think it's the second year that he was on the list. Uh, yeah, hold on. I clicked this list. fucking link. Hey, Hotshot, I clicked your link, and it, it takes me just to Variety. It doesn't take me. Where's the list? Maybe they changed it. I, I you said it. I, I don't. Well, it's I'm not gonna... a list of like one, two, three, four, five. It's just here are these. Here are the people who 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 make a difference in our industry. I want to see the list. The list should be there on the post. You put the wrong link up. There, there is a link. It says Explore Five Hundred. That's, yeah, that's what you should have. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I should have. That's what I put up. I thought. Do you know? Do you not know how to fucking post a link on your website? Come on, you've been doing this a while, bro. I mean, really? Are, you are got you me really going to the wrong problems thing. about technology. You? Ah, maybe kayfabe. <laughs> oh yeah, now kayfabe. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, Dana <laughs> White. Dana White. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. <laughs> you know Dana White's on this list. Did you know Dana White is on this that list? Makes sense. He's important. I know. Yeah, he's on that list. Wow. I did not know he's on that list. I see him on there. Christopher Nolan's on there. He's a film director. I might know a couple of people on this list without naming names. Adam Silver is on this list, commissioner of the NBA, and the Drake is on this list, the musician. Uh, Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. You know Drake, right? Yeah, he used to be on Degrassi High. Okay. Um, yeah, he he's on there. I'm trying to see that. I, I know a couple of guys that might be on this list. Believe it or not, I do. Uh, my son's a lacrosse player, and a lot of his friends' dads are very wealthy. Um, I'm just a washed up wrestler. I'm trying to see if uh, I just one clicked of on the link and guys. it is not wrong. Bro, the link what does is not. Variety well, 500. It takes you right to the list. Well, maybe because I have an Apple computer. That I don't know. I'm just saying you besmirched my good technology, technologically advanced name, and now I must defend myself. <laughs> Dude, why is Meryl Streep on this list? Because they look at her as an icon in the Hollywood industry, and she's a tremendous actress. She's a great actress. She doesn't belong on this list. I'm just letting you know that. And she does. Her name. Her, na- really her name does. moves. Her name moves money. If you, she's in your film, you're going to sell your film to international markets very easily. <clears throat> How about Jimmy Buffett? Wow. That guy's, a, that guy's a walking brand. You're not kidding. He had a Broadway he show a earlier this year about with all of his music. Did he really? Yeah, it was a show I called Escape to Margaritaville. Greg Garcia, who wrote uh, My Name is Earl and Raising Hope and a couple of other TV series, he wrote the show. And all the, the show was all different Jimmy – I can't believe we're talking about Jimmy Buffett. Where The show was all, was all Jimmy Buffett songs. Like They had a storyline, but it all led into different songs that Jimmy Buffett had performed over his career. Why the fuck is Jimmy Kimmel on this list? I don't know. What a load of shit. Um, <laughs> Joe Russo's <laughs> Joe Russo's on. I went to high school with a kid named Joe Russo. Eh, yeah. I don't think that's him. The Joe Russo I know, I think, is in Rikers. Um, so <laughs> It's doing better than Whitey Bulger, then. <laughs> People are Googling that are from New York. What's, what's, a, what, what's a Oh, you don't want to know what Rikers is, folks. What's a Rikers? It's a jam. Have you ever okay. have you ever been there when like the Rikers bus drops people off in Queens? Because there was like one I've night seen I was. Them, I, no, I, <laughs> there was I've one night the I was, one been. night many years ago. My friends and I might have been leaving in what was known as an adult establishment, and um, ah. we, we were getting food. 
and we saw the Rikers bus pull up and all the, all, all the little stragglers came off. And I looked at my friend. I said, yeah, we're going to get that to go. <laughs> we're leaving. Oh, man. Yeah. That's tremendous. I'm looking at Vince. Here he is on here. Vince McMahon. There he is. Lifetime devoted of a sport. McMahon led the wow, 281.6 million in Q2 alone. Wow. Big, big money. Jeez. Man, oh, man, the Shevitz. Man, it's God. A lot of money. A lot of money. That's a lot of yeah, money. Gonna make a, the a Rock. Money. Wait a minute. The Rock's on here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he should. Oh, be. Rock's on. He here. should be. He should, he's one of the. He's like the biggest star in Hollywood. He should be. Good for him. Good for him. I think he owes me eight bucks. That's a whole nother story. We started with um, seven. That's why the production. <laughs> that's why the, and, and that's he borrowed one from you, and now he's got eight. It's called a vig. That's right. Seven bucks. I just got seven it. Bucks. Can't follow that. On that note, get to your plugs, Mike Johnson. All right. So we've got lots of audio and it. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, wait. Finally, <laughs> I feel at home. We got lots of audio. Old school touch there up, you man. go. Yeah, they love it. I feel like yeah. it's a year ago. Hey, it's. Uh, you got lots of audio. I'm trying to Take do a plug it. here. So we got lots of audio and lots of stuff here on PWInsider.com. If you want to check us out for three days free at PW Insider Elite. It's ad-free, and we've got all sorts of audio interviews as well as all the news you like. We've got Tessa Blanchard on this week as well as a lot of other talents and over 10,000 audios in our archive. That's not a joke. Over 10,000 audios. So you can check it out at PWInsiderElite.com. Hold on a second. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. 10,000. Are you trying to upcut me because I'm over 600 episodes? Is that what you're trying to do? No, we've been doing, we've been doing audio since 2004, though, before podcast was a thing. Cool guy. Fuck um, me. Okay, I'm go ahead. Sorry. Continue. I'm sorry if I'm not as cool as you at my Apple show and CBS radio sports morning show. We gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta push what I got. <laughs> Bro, what Apple show? <laughs> Apple show? Yeah, you're, on, you're on iTunes. It's Apple. It's all the same. Anyway, you can check us all out at pwinsiderelite.com or you can follow me on Twitter at MikePWinsider. I don't have an Apple show. I'm not cool. Apple show. I, I should do my show from the Apple store. How about there that? You go. That would be money. Yeah, that would be money. Well, Mike Johnson, this was a spectacular episode of the Taz Show. Uh, and, uh, happy, you, sir, happy Halloween. Wood. <clears throat> yeah, happy Halloween. You get you going to any parties? Uh, I'm gonna. We're just, I'm just gonna give out to the kids when they show up. I got. We got all decorations and stuff up. We're all, we, I, Halloween's like my one of my big one of my big holidays. So I got I got tons of decorations up and all that. So we did, we did the party. I got the. Well, we do a little bit more of a sanitary type of Halloween. So yeah, you pull out the shotgun. I got stay away. <laughs> we open the gates. We let we let the normal people on their property. We will leave the gates open, and uh, I have a I have several gargoyles that we will put in the shed, not to scare anyone. Real gargoyles, and we open the gates. We put all the lights on. It's like Shea Stadium when I put my fucking lights on here, bro. You know. Um, or City Field. Maybe I'm showing my age, but yeah, you get my point. But it, me. We brighten it up, and we have no Halloween decorations, none at all. We just have, you know, hi-hat lighting around the property that's orange, and they all have little black towels over them, and that's it. As it should be. <laughs> they come to the door. You give out little, tit- tree. You give out little title belts. And yeah, we give out. No, what we give is sorry. Uh, the old man is not going to the Hall of Fame. He don't have a WWE. He don't. Have, he don't have a WWE Legends deal. Uh, times are tough. We can shake your hand. Happy Halloween, young man, young lady. High five. Here's a, you know, here's a map it. to Stanford. <laughs> Tweet Vince and tell him put Taz in the Hall of Fame. He needs the money. 
him and his Apple show. <laughs> well, what the fuck is the open plan for? We have no idea. Take two. There we go. All right. So we've had two, not one, two audio poofas in this episode. Mike, listen, I appreciate you coming on, my, my friend. My pleasure. Anytime. You do a great job, sir. You keep on rock and rolling. Okay, big boy. And, uh, have you? Maybe we'll do a bi-weekly thing. Mike Johnson comes on the show and we just spitball. Whatever you, know you what want. Mean? I'm happy to do it. I know. You're so fucking easy going. It's annoying. All right, Mike. Look, I uh, appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, too. Have a good one. All right. Uh, don't hang up, Mike. I want to talk to you offline, and I'm going to tell you you're never doing a show again. All right, guys. Look, I appreciate you down this episode of the Taz Show and subscribing. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios.